Hey y'all, it's your favorite host, and I wanted to just pop in here to say, uh, if you're enjoying the show uh, and you'd like to give us some support, the best way to do that is through Patreon. Uh, I've launched the Patreon with a couple of tiers. There's a $3 tier, which gives you access to the Discord, and you come hang out with uh, me and the other friends inside of that, uh, and just kind of talk the show, talk a bunch of different nerd stuff. And then there is a, another tier, an $8 tier, uh, where you can get early access to episodes ad-free. Um, you will also get free access to all uh, micro-RPGs that I create in the future. Yeah, so again, uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, if you'd like to give additional support, that's one way to do it. Another great way to do it is just, you know, go on to whatever platform you're listening to and rate the podcast, subscribe, uh, follow, leave a review if you can. Um, those things really help gain visibility for the show, and it is always greatly appreciated. Link is in the description. Thank you so much, and back to the episode. Welcome to the Secret Nerd Podcast, where we think everyone should play tabletop RPGs and give you some reasons why. today's episode we have a great guest um one of my new friends from give me the loot podcast uh the voice of baba um go check them out but uh yeah if you'd like to introduce yourself yeah my name's uh anthony robertson uh play baba the tabashi barbarian uh, on give me the loot and great uh happy to be here man yeah happy to have you this is uh you guys have been a show that um you know, it's funny because there's been so many podcasts that have come out and obviously mm -hmm. doing the show and being in social media as much as I am, um, or even as little as I am, I should say, there's so many shows that like come at you when you start to be involved in that TTRPG space. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, but, it's, um, it's, it's a bit overwhelming, actually. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But, you know, that being said, um, your guys' show is a show that I've actually caught up on. I haven't listened to like all the DM splainings, but as far as like, you know, the canonical campaign like i'm i'm all caught up on that so um you know I, I definitely love what you guys have have done over there and and obviously you know you and your character has been a big part of that so yeah appreciate that it's a uh, it's honestly it's kind of weird a bit like that <laughs> we have like fans and people who are listening and people who join in on the streams it's just like this is i just thought we were getting together to shoot the shit and, yeah. <laughs> and this has become a very real thing it's yeah pretty, it's pretty awesome to see so I no, appreciate yeah. That. yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it, it is cool. And it, it is, you know, something um, that is a little strange, even myself, like, you know, obviously, I don't have a an actual play campaign going on or anything like that. But I, every, mm -hmm. you know, when I get messages from people, I don't even know who are like, hey, you know, your show, you know, made my day awesome, or whatever, or just like, go listen right. to the show. I'm like, this is wild you know what i mean like yeah i made it for people to listen to but it's still wild that people actually listen to it right um but yeah well cool um well we'll definitely get into the show um and talk a little bit about it from your perspective but where i always like to start is like how did you get into it um i know that you got fate kind of involved in D, &D in a positive way but you know what was mm -hmm. your 
what was your nerd life like? So when you talk to me about my nerd life, you're <laughs> going to hear a whole lot about my brother. My brother <laughs> nice. is kind of the catalyst for a lot of my nerddom. Um, yeah. And and I think he definitely shapes my um, my worldview when it comes to the nerd world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he he played D and D early and kind of had one of those bad experiences that he decided he was just going to go DM for himself. And so yeah. he was always my DM. He was always uh, kind of my influence and my uh, introduction to all of that. So yeah, my brother brought me in for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Older brother, I'm guessing. Yeah. Older brother. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's by quite a bit, 11 years older than me. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's cool. I mean, it's nice to have, you know, a positive influence in your house. That's, you know, going to back you up on that and, and help you get there. So absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it's, it's kind of cool. Cause like I hear other people's stories and it's like, I didn't have that. Yeah. And it's like, it's like it, to some degree saddens me because it's yeah. like, like that th they had to experience it that other people right. had to experience kind of those trials and tribulations and to some degree because my brother went through them first mm -hmm. i was kind of shielded from that yeah <laughs> and so yeah. it's like I, i'm more second generation nerd i didn't have to deal with <laughs> <laughs> with, with with all the uh things that everybody else had to <laughs> yeah so you know um how young were you whenever he first introduced you to D D? Um. I I don't have like an actual age memory, but I, yeah. I it would have had to have been late elementary, maybe early oh, wow. middle school. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, and we used to do um, we used to do a lot of things without dice. It was just kind of him telling stories, and and my brother's always been a storyteller. He's like he does he, um, even before D and D was kind of on the table. He would he was writing for comic books. He was writing um just all kinds of things and always introducing me into different stories um like you know introductions to lord of the rings and things like that all came yeah. from him so um yeah i just always admired him as a storyteller before even D, &D was yeah. on the table and so uh, we just kind of gamified what we've been doing <laughs> from the get-go yeah does he still play games now Oh yeah, yeah. He still yeah. DMs uh, regularly, plays regularly at a shop. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, he's jumped on our streams a few times. Okay, mm -hmm. awesome. And so does he? But he doesn't like do a podcast or anything like that. No, 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 no podcasting. Yeah, yeah. Got to get him into it, man. It sounds like he'd be good for it. You know, I think he would. Uh, I'm not sure that's where his passion's at. <laughs> yeah, <that's fair. laughs> I think he's fine. It's not for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think he's comfortable where he's at. But uh, yeah, we definitely. I, I we'll definitely have him on. Give me the loot for sure. I don't think yeah. he'll ever do a re reoccurring thing, but yeah. he'll definitely come on to give me the loot for sure. That'll yeah. definitely be a thing. That's awesome. And then, so you know, outside of that, um, when you were younger, what else? What other kind of stuff? Like, were you into video games too? And you know, oh yeah, video games. Like also, brother, but yeah, yeah like <laughs> trying to play his Nintendo. Yeah. Um, like to the degree, my parents were like, "All right, we have to get." anthony one or is his brother's gonna kill him <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like um so yeah video games uh comic books to a lesser degree yeah. like i always knew the stories and stuff i was um but i just i didn't buy a whole lot of comics like yeah um but yeah i definitely read all the comics that i had access to and, mm -hmm. and i was at the comic shop regularly play magic the gathering okay. if, if if there's a nerd thing done i've probably at least dabbled in it <laughs> yeah and you know around that time like where were you were you growing up in texas still or? yeah 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 okay I, yeah. born and raised okay which uh which part of texas was that in? uh mostly dallas suburbs Grand, dallas, uh, yeah. okay yeah. yeah 
Um, so, I mean, obviously Dallas is a pretty, you know, uh, I don't know if diverse is the right word, but there's plenty of black people there. Um, you, you know, did you, what was that like being a nerd in, in and around like the black community there? So I think I didn't like th- looking back on it. I didn't have a lot of black nerds in my social circle. Yeah. But that never bothered me because I always had my brother. Yeah, I always had something. And that was kind of my introduction. So it didn't really bother me that I didn't have uh, somebody in that circle. Like, I mean, I, I definitely still hung out with a lot of black people. They just weren't, they weren't that group. I was, I was a bit of a social chameleon. I like, yeah. I, yeah, I had my nerd friends. I had my, you know, jock friends. I had friends who just played video games. I had like, and so I just kind of moved around and yeah, it, yeah, it didn't it didn't really phase me that I didn't have people in that group. Yeah. Cause like I said, I always have my major influence for that was, was my brother. So. Yeah. That's cool. And I mean, and you look at it now and in some ways, like the, the most popular nerd black community is out of Texas with, with the, the RDC world boys. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I, went, I went to, to DreamCon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, was how was that fun. experience? Yeah. It was interesting because I'm not, um, I had seen, you know, RDC stuff, but I'm, yeah. I wouldn't by any means call myself just a fan. Yeah. Not that, not that I dislike them or anything, but like, yeah. I'm not. So there were like these huge lines to like shake their hands and like they had this whole <laughs> celebrity stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not with it. I'm yeah, not yeah. going <laughs> to, I don't really feel like standing in that line to be in the room with one yeah. of the guys of RDC. So, uh, but it was really cool. It was really, it was really cool to see that many black nerds yeah. doing their thing and kind of doing that. And um, I mean, in some of the, the creations and some of the videos, like they, I think they dropped like their, uh, their Dragon Ball Z thing that they did kind of early, like watching that was awesome. Like uh, it was, and it, it was, there was a uniqueness to that con that yeah. I didn't, that I've and I've been to conventions and been to all kinds of things and like that there was a definite uniqueness to that experience and so I, yeah. I was really really glad um, to have gone. Well, really I think awesome. too. I mean, you know, it, it, at its like base form, it's really just like celebrating black excellence, right? Um, Absolutely. You know, with a per, like hugely predominant black audience, um, and you know, that's uh, a con unlike anything you're going to find in most places. So. Um, especially for, you know, specifically like the anime and the video games and stuff that they do. Right. Um, you know, I think it's such a cool, um, just a cool thing that they've done. I remember the first time I saw a video of theirs, it was like, I think it was the one where it's like when your friend uh, watches too much anime and gets into a fight or whatever. And, and he's <laughs> right. like, he's trying to do all these super special moves and shit. Um, and after I watched it, I was like, wow, this is crazy. Cause I just, it's hard. Like prior to that, it would, it seemed impossible to imagine. Uh, much like you know, minorities as much as we are involved now in TTRPGs, it was very much the same when it came to anime. It was like that wasn't really something that we talked about a lot, and um, you know, I think plenty of people watched it, but we just, you know, it's like how you said you were social chameleon; you just kind of kept it to yourself or whatever, um, you know, or the social group that you watched it with. Um, mm-hmm. And now it's like these things have become mainstream. Yeah, one thing I was disappointed in in DreamCon was that there was actually very little uh D, very little ttrpg yeah. stuff like i was like man like we're in that community like we need that we need they need to be here too like i, yeah. I really want to push for 
getting on a panel or something for something, next year. Yeah. That'd be that'd be great. Yeah, I think it would be good if they added it. I know that there is um, uh, Obsidian Brews. They they did something with uh, HBC Yukon, and where they it was like very much TTRPG stuff, and and they're trying to get involved there. So yeah, I mean, I think there's stuff on the rise. Certainly, you know, with the audience that those guys have for DreamCon, like, I mean, it would be huge for TTRPGs. I'm sure. Right. So absolutely. But yeah. Um, so you know, and then you started playing with him when was like the first time you played with anybody else um other than your brother um i used to so i spent a lot of money as a kid on warhammer (laughs) because i thought for some reason that was going to make me an awesome painter of minis and that didn't happen (laughs) i ended up with a bunch of terribly painted minis And so I honestly started, what I did was I just took the books and like converted them into my own tabletop. I was just like, all right, okay. we're just going to do like a regular RPG with this. And so I would, I would DM for kids at school uh, okay. using the Warhammer rules and things like that. So I, I would say uh, late middle school is really, I started really trying to just bring my friends into kind of what my brother had introduced me to. Yeah. So, you know, what was that like? Because Warhammer is a game that I still don't know enough about, but it has always looked very confusing to me. Um, did you play like the actual game of it? or No, you, you just I, crafted your own it, stuff. It was one of those things is like you walk into a comic shop, you see the tables and it's all amazing. And you're like, I think I could do that. Hmm. You're like, Mom, can I get this 100 piece <laughs> army? <laughs> of warhammer figures that i'm just gonna put on the floor and not paint at all yeah Yeah. so i I never actually learned the rules of how to play at all but they look awesome yeah (laughs) yeah it's such a i mean that's such a wild hobby and it's and even like you can get pretty expensive in D &D if you're even just with the books like Mm -hmm. if you start buying all the books you're just gonna get very expensive but then if you start like painting miniatures and you know if you're the dm and you're getting minis for everything and so mm-hmm. you know having these online platforms obviously helps a ton but warhammer you really can't do that like i feel like it that completely takes away from the experience even if you did right. it on like roll 20 like it's not the same thing as like being there yeah not <laughs> at all not at all and actually i think yeah the large armies is is the thing that you're there for and so yeah. <laughs> seeing the large armies is is what what it's about like so yeah i i really wish i had that skill <laughs> yeah to paint yeah. like that <laughs> but yeah it was it was clear to me that that was not it <laughs> yeah do you still have all those minis now i do not i don't no. know where they are <laughs> you could have at least sold them brother I didn't even have the books. I wasn't that entrepreneurial minded. Like yeah, I was, I, I was on to the next thing at that yeah. point. I'm like, all right, cool. In the trash. What are we doing next? <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. So, you know, have you, you did your own DM. So when did you start DMing for D and D or have you ever at that, you know, from this point? So I did a few uh, sessions and, and not, not anything really long standing. Yeah. It was mostly, kind of uh if it got put on the table that we wanted to play D and i a lot of times i was the most senior player in the room mm-hmm. so it's just like all right i'll do you like that that's what happened yeah. with fate like yeah. it's just yeah. like he had a bad experience and i'm like all right well i don't normally dm but i need to we need to go ahead and do this <laughs> we, need, yeah. we need to fix this now <laughs> yeah so yeah uh it, it's i've never been the long-standing dm i've, I've uh it's just never really been my thing like i yeah. 
but I actually, because I want to get back into the practice and I want to be able to uh, potentially do one shots for Give Me the Loot and things like mm -hmm. that. So I've actually started up a uh, The Lost Minds of Fendelver with um, my wife and some of her friends. So I'm DMing oh, nice. for them. I like yeah. we just had our first session on Sunday. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's pretty cool. That is really cool. Um, is your wife like, does she also like that stuff or did you kind of just convince her to do it? Uh, she likes it, but it's never, it wasn't something she grew up doing. Okay. Right. So she's, she's dabbled in it a few times with me and, and my brother and, uh, fate and his wife. Yeah. Uh, we've done a few things and we couldn't, we couldn't really get any consistency. And so she basically just kept scowling at me. Like I was leaving her out of the games <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm like, okay, you know what you, I knew, I knew she had a group of friends who had a DM that kind of bailed on them. I was like, all right. Yeah, you get your friends together. I'll DM. I need to practice. Y'all want to play? Y'all haven't played before, so y'all won't care if I'm bad. Like, yeah. <laughs> make it happen, and we'll and I'll do it. So we finally got it together and did it this Sunday. It was it was pretty good. It was, it was, That's awesome. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. I think it. I mean, it's such a cool thing to to be able to introduce people into it. I know, like you said, yeah. you know, DMing's not for everyone, of course, but um, but it's nice even if you can get somebody to have that introduction because. It could be that person that you introduce into the game is like, oh, like I definitely want to be the person that helps create this mm -hmm. world or to, you know, help tell the story from the yeah. game perspective. So Yeah, it's pretty funny because like there's so much like knowledge that I take for granted, mm -hmm. like having been in this community for so long. I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm like, roll a D20, and then like everyone rolls D12s. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, 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 not that one. <laughs> <laughs> the bigger the one with more sides. The, yeah, the one that has a twenty on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. funny. <laughs> uh, no, for sure. I mean, there's so many um, you know, rules and, and I think too, like when you start to look at um, you know, different systems and everything else, mm -hmm. like you know, it's very easy for your brain to kind of just get caught up in that. But yeah. Um, you know, I think it's all of that knowledge though really helps make people feel comfortable, I think, if you deliver yeah. it in the right way. Absolutely. Um, you know, which I'm sure, I'm sure that's what you do. So, and what about other games? Have you tried other, other TTRPG systems or? Not recently. Uh, definitely in middle school, definitely played Vampire to Masquerade, okay. um, uh, Werewolf, uh, Apocalypse, or Saint, one in the same uh, genre. I think it's Werewolf Apocalypse, right? Um, uh, yeah. Something, um, like something like that. Yeah. Uh, there was a, heroes unlimited is that it I, I played that uh and i think that may be it um yeah but I, I i didn't dabble too much into any any of the other uh systems yeah and so with uh like was this D D kind of just home for you in in the sense yeah of like that's your favorite yeah yeah absolutely do you like the fifth edition the most uh yeah, I actually I'm I'm enjoying fifth edition the most. I think it's we're, I think it's at a good balance of um of simplicity and complexity. Yeah. Um it, I think it gives me like I'm I'm the type of person who likes to find powerful combinations. I I I'm I'm a mid-maxer for sure. Yeah. And so <laughs> they I don't feel like by taking away all the numbers, I don't think fifth edition is fully taken that away from me. I still have room to be like, to really kind of play with it and it still be really accessible. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, you know, it, that's one of those things like it's, um, can some people have a feel away about min maxing, but to me, I mean, I just like, why not 
make an optimum character. You know what I mean? Um, I remember my first right. when I when I created a Gloomstalker Ranger. Um, that mm-hmm. was 100% I was min-maxing. And then I ended up getting Boots of Elvenkind, which for those who don't know, like makes it so you don't make sound when you walk anymore and you have advantage on your <laughs> stealth rolls and your Gloomstalker Ranger so you're invisible in the darkness. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's over. <laughs> yeah. The, it's uh, over. The one I wanted to mix with that was like do Gloomstalker with um, uh, the Tabaxi um, feline agility. It just like, just destroy somebody from like 120 feet away. They just never yeah. know you're coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's so many like fun combinations and that's true. I mean, you know, it really does lend itself to that. And I think, like you said, with the simplicity of it, it's easy to kind of find those numbers and, and make it all work that way. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it's so much fun though. Um, and yeah. And so, you know, D and D you said it, it it's kind of your favorite game. So like when it came to the guys and give me the loop podcast and everything, like what was that like for you? Like how, you know, getting into it and, and meeting those guys and everything else, obviously you knew jazz. Already, so, yeah. So I, I actually knew all of them except for Moyle um, okay. beforehand. Cause we all play. And, and, and I think uh, fate told the story before we all played destiny together. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually think he told the story a little inaccurately. <laughs> like Todd was so against D and D, right? Like it, he was just, and and you hear it in on the podcast. Like he, yeah. he was just, you know, that's a level of nerd them. He's not going to. So like twenty Turner, episodes in, and he still doesn't know. <laughs> so Turner one day was like, he just suggested the the D&D thing. And I was like, if you get Harlan to play D&D, I'm in. I don't care what you do. If you get Todd into d and I'm, I'm in there. Like, yeah. we're gonna, we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he, he convinced him. And so I was like, all right, like, I, I, I laid down the bet. So yeah. <laughs> here, here I am. <laughs> and it, it, yeah, it's been, it's been magical. Like you're really just hearing the exact same thing that we did in our destiny race. Yeah. <laughs> just in D and D form. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I mean, it makes for a fun dynamic though, you know, yeah. to have um, like, at least for myself, you know, where I grew up here in New Mexico, I'm not, mm-hmm. I wasn't born here, but this is where I grew up in. Mm-hmm. Like, Shit talking is very much a normal part of everyday conversation. Like that's mm-hmm. just what we do. Um, and so for me, when I hear, you know, you guys and Makers Misfits and it's just like people just, you know, talking shit to each other. I'm like, yeah, this is perfect. Like, I love this because, you know, everybody's having fun. You can tell, um, you know, things aren't taken too far, um, you know, and I think Turner has and everybody really. But Turner, especially as a GM, has a good mind for like having a lot of fun and leeway and also like expressing what you guys believe in, in terms of, you know, values and things like that Mm -hmm. Um, and kind of centering it around the game, but also like talking about some of that real world stuff. So um, I think there's a good, a really good balance there when it comes to that. Uh, Yeah, definitely. And I mean, for sure, Harlan is, uh, his stuff is funny and frustrating, but also (laughs) Andrew is, is still the worst. (laughs) (laughs) I never met him. It's unfortunate he wasn't there when I did the the stream with you guys. Um, cause that would have been a lot of fun, him and Jamie, but, um, yeah, I mean, it just, his character is ridiculous. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, he gets us into some situations, um, and plenty more to come. No spoilers, uh, but there's plenty more, um, 
moral shenanigans to get us into. <laughs> well, and I listened to one of the DM splainings where you guys, I think you were doing the Paladin build. Mm-hmm. And Turner's like, okay, like, what did you build? And he, like, didn't listen to any of the rules <laughs> Turner set up. And he was just like, nothing at all to what it's, the... <laughs> The it's project a, we, was. We, we, we got to reel him in sometimes. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a thing. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. But, but, but yeah, he definitely, but he offers these moments that are so amazing uh, yeah. all the time. It's just like no one else would have done that but you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Which, I mean, yeah, those things obviously create good story beats. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, I can't be mad. Um, so, I am curious, though, you know, being that you're a very experienced player. Um, you know, barbarian is usually seen as like an easier class. Like what was, what was it that led you to be a barbarian as opposed to a sorcerer or something else? You know, I, I would say wizard, but obviously, uh, fate is a wizard, but which I don't care about that anyway. Yeah. So what, what really kind of led me to it was that I felt like before, like hearing any of the podcasts or knowing anything, me as the most experienced player, I felt like in order for the guys to have the most fun, having someone who knows what they're doing, uh, keeping them alive yeah, would be the most fun, right? Like I felt like let them do the damage, let them take out the bad guys. You just make sure everybody stays alive, which is why I didn't just go barbarian, but I also went the uh, ancestral guardian barbarian because yeah. I'm there to protect people and make sure no one dies. Like that is really what I wanted to do was yeah. to just make sure that they stay alive enough to have like, to be the hero. Like I I don't, I'm, I'm the lineman. You get touchdowns all day. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm, fi- I'm fine with that. And so he's like, I've, I've been, I've done everything there is to do in D and D. Right. Like, so yeah. at this point, let me let the people who haven't played before shine. And so that's really kind of um, what his builds around. And he's a, he's, he's loosely the, loosely the black Panther. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I thought that yeah. was pretty cool motif as well. So yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know, I think there there is a lot of um, you know imagery around that, and I and I do I did get that sense, but I always like mm-hmm. to give people the opportunity to kind of talk about themselves because I think it's important to like if if you're creating something um, that it's conveyed in in the way that you expected it to be conveyed. So yeah, um, you know, but that's very cool, and you know when it came to the, so you made a tabaxi um, or tabashi, as as you guys sometimes will decide to say. Um, <laughs> sounds exotic. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all of those little uh, things. Um, that whole thing is funny. But anyway, but yeah. So, um, and you you mentioned it was around just you know Black Panther, but you know was there some other min maxing stuff that you use that the tabaxi for? So. Um... The reason I did that is because I wanted, so, well, to go back, Turner gave, when we created our characters, and I actually hope he releases this episode um, as a part of bonus content, but like we did a, we recorded ourselves making our characters. Okay. And so he he gave a kind of a standard array stat line that was actually better than the regular standard array. Yeah. And it ends up being funny because he made me and Fate go last. And so everybody else rolls because they have no clue that 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 
array that he's giving us is really strong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so they <laughs> skip on it every time. And me and me and Fader just like, yep, taking that array. Yeah, yeah <laughs> immediately. Sure. And so what I did was when I saw those stats, I was like, I can actually make this barbarian dex based. And so I, I the uh, the to Tabashi getting a plus two to dex. I made him dex and con basing, like just made him like almost impossible to hit. Yeah. Right. So it just became it became the situation of I impose disadvantage to hit anyone but me, and I'm also the hardest target to hit. Yeah. <laughs> and so it just puts it puts whoever I'm fighting one on one in this terrible position of do I try and hit some of the more squishy targets with disadvantage? Yeah. And doing half damage to them, or do I try and hit the hardest guy to hit on the field? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's very cool. You know, I think, um, I mean, they're so fun to just kind of get into those things and and really figure out like ways like that to, you know, yeah, probably is a little bit gaming the system, but I think you know if that's what you're enjoying, right, and you're not like yeah. rubbing it in other players' faces that you know they're not as optimized as you are, then there's no harm in it because it's what's fun for you. Yeah, and I, I, I honestly, I use a lot of it as kind of, especially for the new guys, as teaching moments. Because like, we just recently did kind of, uh, we in where we're actually playing, we've kind of finished the whole swamp arc that we're coming into in the actual podcast. Yeah, and that boss battle, like, I think is when everybody finally got a taste of what I was really doing, right? Yeah. <laughs> of like really how my character supposed to work in the party in that boss fight, and everybody's like, okay. Yeah, you you kind of win MVP this this today. <laughs> you kept everyone alive, <laughs> and so it's just like I, it, that teaching moment of I did this with purpose. And so, yeah. like even Todd and Moyle are like, we we just kind of picked what we thought was cool, and it's like you planned this out from the get go. <laughs> yeah, of what you were going to be doing way down the line. So I, I think that teaching moment has been has been really kind of cool to kind of yeah. show them like. I, when I create a character, I'm creating it with a large line of what I plan to do. Yeah. I think it's cool. Like if you, you know, when you can be intentional that way and, and have the time to look at it, you know, um, most of what I play now is Pathfinder 2E and even, you know, in NPCs, like, cause my players now are fourth level, about to be fifth level. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm making like one NPC versus them, I have to go fairly high um with their level and so but pathfinder like every level you get something new so you have to be like okay let me pick this out and how is this going to work and mm -hmm. how do i use this in combat and um you know like one of the most recent the, the our, our very most recent combat we had i created this monk that uh they went in the room um so basically this guy shows up on the street they're trying to figure out what's going on with these people that are coming he shows up on the street and says like hey i have some information for you i'm a servant at the at the council office Mm -hmm. and so like okay don't even ask any questions so then he meets him later he's like i'll get you in the building i'll take you to where their their room is going to be and all this stuff like cool don't ask any questions no perceptionals right so then he takes him into the building they go in they get in the room it's this big room and there's this huge chest huge 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 and uh so like okay check for magic no magic on the chest check for traps no traps on the chest all right let's open it open the chest the chest is empty um nobody hears the door open but there's this servant standing behind him says looks like it's big enough for three bodies and then <laughs> instant transmission over to the witch grabs the witch and then attempts to do this whirlwind throw which would have like 
basically throwing them 15 plus feet and every mm-hmm. 10 feet they move they get fall damage essentially okay it's like and i was like oh. <laughs> i think they ended up passing their fortitude save to not get thrown but like stuff like that is just so crazy but there's so many different routes i could have gone with right with that uh with that monk so yeah that sounds that sounds interesting that sounds like a uh, i've definitely been in similar situations especially at the end of sessions where you're just like not asking questions you're just like all right i know we're about to go uh, yeah that's the crazy thing like this was the beginning of the session we did oh, a wow. ton of downtime stuff where they were just like okay yeah cool like we believe you i was like my role plays like i'm not an actor you guys <laughs> that's funny no but i mean it's fun you know those situations um I think they just really add to the story and it, and it, you know, helps your characters like learn, like you said, similar to with your situation of them watching Baba fight and understand, Oh, okay. Yeah. This is what your character does. Like, you know, for the players, it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. We probably need to be more suspicious of people or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Like, you know, we need to make better decisions and we don't need to carry a canoe through, through a city. (laughs) <laughs> things like that we thought we thought we were leaving sooner and then, <laughs> yeah. that was kind of it was like all right we're getting supplies and i don't know where we're going <laughs> like i think we're going to the swamp right away oh i didn't yeah. know we were going to meet his dad okay <laughs> this is awkward yeah. <laughs> yeah that was that was fun <laughs> so so you know back to the the podcast like for somebody who like you said you weren't really ever planning on it um you know Jumping in and doing a podcast and knowing like people were going to listen, did that? Do you think that that affected your gameplay or your role play at all initially? Yes, like there, we like I definitely had to adjust to just thinking about the fact that people are listening, right? Like I'm, I'm used to like one. I don't necessarily, I don't do voices. Um, Yeah, it's not something I normally do. Um, and so Turner was like, you know, I want everybody to kind of try and do a voice and then like no one really stuck to the voice <laughs> but i like i could i couldn't back off of mine i was like oh, okay I'm, I'm gonna just keep it going and yeah. so that was one thing just for that entertainment value and separating me the player from the character for the audience was one thing being more descriptive like all of that is um it's just new to me in the way that i play i'm not i just like like I'm like you said I'm not an actor so it's yeah. so I don't even try to be an actor right it's not something yeah. um, that I've done in my normal sessions and so that's been really cool to kind of stretch myself and mm-hmm. kind of do um, but yeah just just that understanding that people are listening to this I can't say I move over there like that <laughs> doesn't work and it's, yeah. it's, it's awkward <laughs> and yeah. so yeah it's I think um, that's been the biggest change for me and and. And and Turner's a different DM than my brother as well. Yeah. So like that that adjustment as well. Um, and, y- and you'll hear us sometimes joke about m- me and uh, Fate having PTSD because we're running the Tomb of Annihilations now, and like you don't do anything that potentially gets you killed, right? Like yeah. touching, don't touch anything. <laughs> you walk slowly. You <laughs> like I speed every, everywhere. <laughs> yes, every everything is trying to kill you, and so. Yeah trying not to transfer that into uh into because like like i said we for the first few sessions me and me and fate didn't do anything that generated extra rolls like yeah. <laughs> we're, we're yeah. like don't do that that'll generate an extra roll but kind of watching todd roll 
all kinds of, you know, flipping over tables and unnecessary acrobatics. Yeah. You're yeah. like, okay, cool. Turn it, turn it. I'm not going to die <laughs> if I fail this role. <laughs> Let me go ahead and, you know, do, have some fun with it. And that's when I started doing things like climbing up a wall. I think I yeah, climbed up a wall and jumped off to attack people. Like, yeah, I'm not doing that in Tomb Annihilation. <laughs> Keep it safe. <laughs> did you did you guys play any sessions with Turner beforehand before like starting yeah. the show? Wow. No, never yeah. never played with him before. Um. Yeah. Did honestly didn't even know he DM'd. Didn't even know yeah. he played until <laughs> until this was on the table. <laughs> See, Harlan, people are secret nerds. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, no. But I, I think I think it's it's cool. You know, one of the things um that got cut out whenever I did Jazz's episode, mm-hmm. um, just because of the storm that I had was was the the conversation around Turner because. One, like his voice is so different than what you hear in most podcasts anyway. You know what I mean? He has like a very gravelly voice. Um, and then and then two, it's just like, you know, the whole show is like all these little um like uh what's the word? It's like all these puns based on like uh-huh. Texas or <laughs> pop culture in general right you know and that's why like i brought my bucky's cup to the stream because you guys have like the duckies <laughs> the there and, uh-huh. yeah uh, <laughs> and the durger king and everything else and so um so there was like that part and as you know somebody getting into it and i think you know as you guys continue to get new listeners it's one of those things of just like okay there is almost this mental adjustment because you know obviously the initial draw and i'll be honest about this the initial draw to me was the fact that you know jazz um, added me on Twitter and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, there's this podcast that has three black players and I'm going to go listen to this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and whatever your draw is to give me the loop, you know, I think there's still that adjustment period because Turner does have a different voice, but you listen to him and you listen to the things that he's saying. And like I said, he, he's bringing a lot of good values to the show, mm-hmm. um, you know, and uh, even though he sounds like a gravelly Southern smoker boy. <laughs> yeah, my um, I, my my daughter said he sounded like somebody on the news. <laughs> That's funny. She's like, "Who is that? He sounds like he's on the news." Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, he, he definitely has a unique voice, and we've heard that like a few times over. Yeah, um, from that. But yeah, I definitely think he definitely brings great values to the community, and and he tries to be um as like. Like he he understood that having three black players may be a draw for some people, mm-hmm. but even still was reluctant to feel like he was shilling out the you know the black right, players. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like he didn't want to feel like that, so he even came to us and was like, "Yo, like, how do we do this? How do we, you know?" And it's like we, I was like, "We got you. It's all right. We'll we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll push that part. We got it. Yeah. Like you don't have yeah. to. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure that out. We got that." And so yeah, that's why. I, even though I'm not, I'm not super active on Twitter specifically, which is where we're the most active. Yeah. But um, yeah, we try and I try and put that out there. Try and be more in tune with the Black nerd community um, as much as I can. So yeah, it's it's yeah, it's been it's been awesome. He's 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 a he's a great guy. Yeah. Do you feel like um, you know because you know outside of like obviously your brother, I think sounds like he insulated you from a lot of things um, in the world. But do you ever feel any, or have you ever felt any kind of, uh, you know, pressure around being a black TTRPG player or any kind of um, 
pushback from the community at all, or have you always had kind of just a welcoming experience? Um, it's it's mostly been a welcoming experience. I think it was. I don't think necessarily he insulated me, but he gave me kind of confidence to push back if that ever happened, if anything yeah. ever happened. Because like 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 fate with his experience said that um, someone told him that elves couldn't be black, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, but every elf me and my brother make are black. So right, yeah. there's no way you can tell me that. Yeah. <laughs> there's no way you're allowed to you, you even put that on the table for me. Like, yeah, that's so, what kind of mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, it wasn't that I necessarily, uh, he insulated me, but it, he gave me that confidence to say, no, you're not going to, I know someone who's been playing D&D longer than you. You're, there's no way you're going to tell me what can and can't happen in D&D. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not going to happen. And so I, I was able to shoot down a lot of those things um, and so it never got a foothold or made any kind of impact on me, um, in any kind of way. Cause it's like, no, we're, this is, this is how we play the, most of the people I know play D&D are black. You're not finna, <laughs> you're not yeah. finna make me feel like I don't belong here. That's not going to happen. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like, you know, when you were younger, cause I think it's, you know, just depending on what you're looking at, it's definitely better now, but you, you know, obviously you guys had black players and stuff when you were younger and your brother and everything else, but in terms of like the books and the things that were put out, um, did it ever, did you ever notice that there wasn't a lot of representation there or did that ever play anything into your, to your mind? Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely did, but I, I it, it fell in line, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it wasn't like I was any more represented in the video games I played. It wasn't yeah. like I was much more represented in the comic books I read. Like it's, it's, I, it was par for the course. I didn't expect yeah. it to be any different. Um, and so I did, I, and, and I'm not sure if that sounds sad or bad or anything, but I, I just didn't have <laughs> expectations for it to be particularly different. Right. Yeah. And so since it was a game with the imagination, it was what I wanted to make it yeah. like it, 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 in, in my head, it probably actually had more representation than anything else I was playing yeah, <laughs> because true. I was able to change it and make it mine and make it uh, who I, who I wanted to be like, these are, uh yeah the black people are are the heroes in in my stories every single time yeah. like and so i i think um i wouldn't say like i noticed it in the sense that i internalized it like mm-hmm. but um but yeah it it was like i said it was part for the course as far as the images in it um i just i didn't expect i didn't expect you know wizards of the coast i didn't i didn't expect a bunch of a group of white guys to to you know represent me i just didn't (laughs) it wasn't my expectation of them (laughs) yeah like i'll I'll do it myself you gave me the rules i'll do it myself (laughs) yeah well i think you know as far as it being par for the course it i mean that one it is sad but i think also it's something that i i definitely understand because um i think i look at a lot of those things the same way you know, I think I definitely had my own journey and I've talked about it enough times on my show, but, um, but there are other things too, depending on what you're around or what you're exposed to, um, you know, like the whole, like, you know, um, cops being violent against black people over mm-hmm. the past few years, like the rise or not the rise, the, I don't know, growth for lack of a better word of that, like how much it's happened and, and, you know, publicized and everything else. Um, you know, my wife was really shocked by it all. And, and for a time was confused that I wasn't shocked by it all. And I'm like, just cause I don't 
talk about this like doesn't mean that I don't understand it that I don't like feel for it or every like whatever it's just that I've experienced it myself I haven't been you know shot at by the police obviously but like I've experienced enough around those mm-hmm. specific situations to know like yeah this is happening like this has been happening for a long time just because y'all have twitter and everything else showing you about it like <laughs> something we knew as kids you know what i mean like yeah i i think what what that is 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 essentially it's this has always been happening yes yeah it's it's not like the we 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 just now have footage of it right it's <laughs> yeah. it's, it's always been happening this isn't new like yeah. you can you can go through all of um black pop culture and see uh black people telling you that there's police brutality like i i remember taking a picture of um it was um uh lethal weapon one like 1985 and they uh uh donald uh, Donald glover's trying to interview some kid trying to get some information from a kid and he said he, they wouldn't talk to him. So he said, no, my mom said, uh, police kill black people. Like <laughs> yeah. 1985, like you listen to Richard Pryor in the seventies. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, like this is, we've been saying this forever. Yeah. <laughs> we just now have footage to show you. Yeah. And that's the same thing that happened with Rodney King. Mm-hmm. We've been telling you this. Now you have footage and now you're yeah. shocked, <laughs> but we've been telling you this. It's, yeah. it's always been a thing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know, and, you know, and obviously to an, a less extreme extent, you know, like you mentioned with uh, Wizards of the Coast and everything else, like that lack of representation was part for the course. Mm-hmm. So now it's we're in this we're in this moment in time where it's like I get excited about every kind of representation, even the stuff that's not mine, because it's just like holy shit, it's happening. You know what I mean? Like right. you know, whatever the companies are doing in the background to like do it for their own reasons or whatever, like the fact that a lot of that is still there, like is so important and, and makes such a huge difference um, to a lot of people, you know, especially to our kids. Cause I, you're a father too, right? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So like, you know, especially for our kids to be able to grow up in a world that at least has more representation, right. We're still not even remotely close to perfect at all, but you know, there's stuff now that our kids aren't going to just watch TV and only see a certain kind of face or hairstyle or whatever. Yeah, I, I, what I really want is for, and spe- specifically speaking from um, a black male's perspective, but mm-hmm. I, I, what I want is for us to not just stop at representation. Like, I want us to get to the point of ownership, like where yeah. black people are telling black stories, like yeah. not, like not Issa just, Ray, yeah. yeah, like yes, like Issa Rae, like, like I don't like black characters in my video games it's still a video game company that's 97 percent white like (laughs) i want i want black games i want uh, black people in games made by black people right like i i've had the privilege of i've actually worked at a uh video game company that was majority black oh like yeah develop uh xbox uh 360 games pc games that was a majority black company like that's what i want I want yeah. us to get to the point of those who are creating content for a group is the group who's creating it, yeah. right? Like I, that is because nobody can tell the stories better than people who experience it. Nobody can right. tell. I can't. I can't tell a black woman's story better than yeah. a black woman can. Yeah. I, I can make a. I mean, if I'm a talented writer, I can make or you know a talented creator, I may be able to make a great attempt at it. 
but I can't tell these race stories, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> like she yeah. can't. There's, there's no way. <laughs> she has to tell those stories. And no white person who just happens to be talented could tell her stories. Like, yeah. it, ha- it has to be the groups themselves owning the stories. And that's where I wanted to get to, not just being able to see myself, which is important. I don't want to, I don't want to undermine it. Like seeing yourself yeah. is absolutely important, but owning your stories is where we need to get to. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think, you know, definitely over time that's going to get better, but you know, it's, you know, there are obviously a lot of, of barriers to that. That's um, a lot. <laughs> yeah. The game company that you worked for, are they still in business? Are they still creating stuff? Uh, I don't think they do games anymore. I'm not even sure if they're in business. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, they definitely don't do games anymore. Yeah. 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 What uh, did they make? Um, like, what were some of the games that they made? Like, what, were they doing stuff that was like representative of who they were? Yeah. Or? So, so yeah, we actually made a HBCU college football game. Mm. Yeah. That's uh, That's actually where I know. That's where I know Todd from. Like me, and, that's where okay. me and Todd met. Like, yeah, we met yeah. Uh, working at that company. Uh, but yeah, it was a, a black co- black college football experience. Nice. Not, it's, it's not a very good game, but it was an amazing <laughs> thing that happened. <laughs> hey, I mean, uh, yeah, that's still super cool. Yeah, have, have you seen like outside of Madden, there are no good football games anymore. So right, <laughs> uh, and then Madden has its own issues because EA's making garbage. making a football game is hard. Like yeah. I, I, I people complain that. about Madden, but I've actually been on the other side trying to make a football game. It's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> like. To the, to, to the degree that they've made it they've yeah. done a great job yeah give them some slack that's a difficult thing to do yeah, for sure. <laughs> no i just yeah i mean the the game is great it's just the company that's that's trash well, yeah yeah um but yeah so so what do you so do you do like game development still now um i do not yeah I, just, yeah I mean i am programming uh okay. yeah i'm programming um right now in the healthcare industry but yeah okay. uh, but yeah, I do all kinds of stuff on the side. Yeah. Probably, yeah, might get into games again one day. But uh, <laughs> game, games don't pay well enough for the skill set. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I think it's one of those things. Is like, you know, it, entertainment. There's a new batch of, you know, 22 year old kids coming out of college that are, mm-hmm. you know, have been doing this since they were now 12, right? right. Whatever. So <laughs> it's just like. They can just like, okay, we'll fire you and hire some other kid. Yeah. Actually, Jamie worked for that company too. He, but he, oh, wow. he, uh, he, he came in right as I left. I was there for his interview, but I left before he actually got on. <laughs> so <laughs> yes. did you like, did you know him before then? Before that before interview? Before that interview? Yeah. No, no, no. I didn't know him oh. before then. He was, he was, him and Harlan went to school together or him and Todd went okay. to school together. And so, yeah, yeah I, I, I uh, met him through through Todd. Gotcha. Uh, you're going to confuse all of the listeners. By I am because I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm jumping back and names forth. to podcast names. Um, but yeah, no, um, no. So that's cool. I mean, I think it's it's uh, it's interesting. And so, like, that's one of those funny things because, like, we, we talk about the different experiences that people have, and obviously, myself, like, I'm not uh, in IT or programming or anything like that, so. For me and a lot of the people I surround or that I am surrounded with, whether it's work or whatever, um, the people that I'm not able to curate that are just there because of whatever circumstance, mm-hmm. like that's those typically aren't nerd people um, or people that are like already doing stuff that a lot of that thing, a lot of those things are socially accepted, I should say. Right. Um, 
So it's nice, I think, when you have that experience when you can look at the people around you and go, yeah, like, you know, we're all playing video games or whatever. It's not much of a stretch to ask you if you're also playing D&D. Right. Yeah. You know, so I think it's a, it's cool that it worked out that way for you guys and, and you know, having your, your, your raid group. I don't get into first person shooters, but yeah, I don't, I, I don't play too many of them. We were big Halo fans, and so Destiny was kind of a, a natural jump for us. Yeah. yeah, which I'm really excited. I want to play that. Uh, what is it, Dungeons and Destiny? Oh yeah, um, we're, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna do that when that's finished. We're yeah, definitely that doing sense. that. <laughs> yeah. I've been hearing a lot about it because my friend uh, Bernardo, who is the second guest on my show a huge mm-hmm. destiny fan too and he's been telling me all about it and uh, i mean i think it's like there's that part of it where i'm like okay like you know obviously this place has a really rich lore mm-hmm. um it's so like you get into it i honestly like my biggest thing is i just i just don't like first person view <laughs> so, and i don't like multiplayer like i'm very much an introvert and, and i talked about it on your guys' stream but like mm. you know dealing with people online is just not even remotely something i want to do so I just avoid it. Yeah, I I I feel you. I'm definitely uh I definitely lean introvert as well. I'm I'm an introvert. I don't know what to say I yeah. lean introvert. I, <laughs> I am. Um but but the thing is I but I find um a lot of comfort in tight knit circles, right? Yeah. Like so uh having like I don't play Destiny as much anymore because we kind of fell out playing with each other right mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. i don't want to play with randoms so yeah. <laughs> so like i i don't play at all actually i don't play at all anymore because yeah. yeah it's just the group kind of stopped being as consistent um i think they play more now but i haven't got back in so yeah i really don't play if i'm playing a multiplayer game like i better have some friends on there because yeah. <laughs> i'm not i'm not just gonna play with randoms <laughs> yeah i'm the same because like yeah. even you know, we talked about Madden, but like, I'm, I'm pretty good at Madden and, and my buddy's like, dude, just play online, like do some ranked. And I'm like, nah, <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to deal with it. Cause then it's like, you know, you have people like just rage quitting and mm-hmm. uh, just talking shit and everything else. And I'm like, dude, I don't have time for your, you know, anonymous ego, like anonymous tough guys. I call them. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. yeah so I, I just, I, I've, I've played league, so I, I know. I know yeah. that is <laughs> the, the, the most the toxic of the toxic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it's cool though. There's, you know, other games now, like, um, uh, I don't know if you ever tried Warframe. It's a free game that they made and they ended up building a really good community because it was all PVE. So like you could just go help other players mm-hmm. try to just, you know, beat missions or whatever so they can get new gear. Um, and it, and they really just avoided that. I don't know if they still have. It's been a long time since they played it, but they avoided PvP and ended up having a really pleasant community around it, uh, as opposed to you know PvP where it's like kind of already breeds that just antagonistic relationship with you and the other guy on the, or other person on the screen, I should say. So yeah, yeah, I think Destiny did that pretty well too. When you're, I mean, there's there's a clear delineation between pve and pvp like it's yeah. most of the game is pve and then there's this section over here where you know what you're getting <laughs> into <laughs> yeah and speaking of pvp i mean this will come out after we do it but you know we're doing this um this charity uh stream uh pvp yeah. battle um my question to you doesn't actually have to do with that one but you mm-hmm. won the last 
PvP competition you guys had that was just within your realm. And from what I understand, you now have the right to make everybody call you the champion. I do. And you haven't done that. I've done it a few times. Have Most you? Of, well, yeah, I've done it on the Twitch stream oh, okay. a few times. <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't done it on our actual podcast. <laughs> I've done it in some I'm like, I'm deep waiting. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, def- I've definitely done it a few times. I definitely yeah. did it when, when on the trophy reveal. Like, oh, yeah, 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 we yeah. Did, we definitely did it that day. Uh, we've done it a few times in the Discord. Nice. <laughs> and I've, yeah. I've made them call me the champion in front of all in front of all of our fans. I've done that before. <laughs> that's awesome. But but the thing is, I'm not I'm not that guy. Like, yeah, I, that's, that's not yeah. me. Like, it's it's so I do it just to make those who are more competitive than me f- feel bad every once in yeah. a while. But yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 not I'm not the one. Like, I'm the more tame of of our fandoms and the shit talking i usually shit talk like when you can't shit talk back like as soon as i see harlan i'm gonna talk about the fact that the cowboys blew out the giants (laughs) so he can't do anything right now he had hope before the game so i'm not gonna talk shit then (laughs) once it's done yeah (laughs) Yeah, once it's done now we can now we can have fun yeah that's funny yeah 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 i mean it's always such a good uh, I mean, I think as as much as those things, like you know, they can be. Some people take away too far when it comes to sports, especially. Um, but that's another thing too, like you know, just being able to talk shit about stuff like that, and you know, just you know, pick on each other. I think you know, it, it, yeah. I think if you're like I said, if you're doing it in a in a way that everybody understands, we're all having fun, and it really yeah, I think I think when a lot of those things, you have to know the like the spirit of the person, right? Yeah. Like. Cause I have um, another cousin that we play destiny with a lot. Um, and he, him and Harlan, they'll go, they'll go back and forth. Like they get into it, but they both know that this is just what they do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they very much know. Ways. Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they know, they know this yeah. is what it is like. And so it's, it's, it's always fun to see uh, them. They're, they're cut from the same cloth for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, that's really cool. And so for for you guys, since obviously there's um, five of you, are you guys just going to do like rotating who gets to go in and fight in this uh, upcoming PvP tournament? Because it's going to be uh, three. Oh, yeah, because it's yeah, 3v3. So actually, I'm probably sitting out because what I really want to do, uh, and, and I don't think we've officially decided this, but what I really want to do is kind of do a um, over-the-top commentary Okay. We, we got to figure out the kind of the logistics of me not being able to having the audience be able to hear me, but like, but them, not talk but, over. but, but, well, yeah, not talk over and not have uh, participants hear me. Cause like, that's what uh, we're doing our challenge of the challenge ratings right now as our side content, which is kind of a uh, just try and see how high you can get in challenge rating monsters, 1v1 oh, fighting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I want to do commentary over that, but like a lot of my commentary would be hints like on what I feel like they should do. And so trying to figure out how to balance that, like I was just like that. I feel like that's really cool to be able to have like kind of this, oh, what I'm expecting him to do here is like, like, he's probably going to cast mage armor. And then (laughs) like, I just really feel like that's really cool. And so if I could, we could figure out a way to get that done. That's probably where I'll be. So I think you guys, we should just, just do two Twitch channels. Or two streams, two separate streams at once. And it's one, like, if you want to watch the actual tournament and, you know, the players and the DM talk, then listen to this one. If you want to catch just the color commentary where you can hear, like, we'll just, I don't know, 
I don't know how the shit works. I'm just guessing, yeah. but yeah. you know, that and might turn be down and then you have a, you know, just have you and, and whomever else you're talking to. You know. Right. <laughs> yeah. I just like, I just really feel like that would be awesome. Cause there's actually a, um, I think it's like a Spanish D and D versus league. Like, oh really? Yes, that they do like real tournaments with like really awesome production. Like, it looks amazing, and yeah. I'm like, I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. Like, I don't know what they're saying, but it looks amazing. <laughs> and that, and that one's PvP. Yeah, it's PvP. They do a two v two. Yeah, and they have like uh, pre built classes, and almost like almost like they boiled it down to like a League of Legends, where like they okay. have pre built classes, and like you have bands and picks and all that kind of stuff. It, it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome. Uh, I'll I'll shoot you a link. It's it's great. Yeah, I have to check that out. <laughs> get some subtitles or something um a lot yeah, of it you I mean, understand because you know D D. like you'll see you'll yeah. see stuff that you understand you're like okay cool he's casting magic missile <laughs> that's cool well i think it'll be a lot of fun um you know this will be the first time that i'll be like dming you know for any kind of audience whatsoever mm-hmm. outside of like obviously the people at my table so um but i mean also all I'm really doing is just making sure the rules are going well. So it's mm-hmm. not like true DMing where I have right. to like <laughs> create a story for them. It's just, right. you know, making sure they're not getting multiple bonus actions or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm really excited for it. And I think it's going to be a ton of fun, um, you know, and I think it's obviously for a, a really good cause. And it's cool to, you know, see, you know, Blackness and Dragons was able to get into it. And because mm-hmm. um, they're, you know, a few of them are friends of mine now. And so uh, I just love you know that this is this is going to be out there it's like yeah i think i think it's gonna be really cool i'm 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 excited about it there's uh, a lot of logistics that we're trying to <laughs> like get done in the in the last minutes but i think it'll be yeah. good either way it's just yeah. this is our first time doing it as well and so uh coordinating and getting everybody together uh always always a tough deal but i think either way it'll be a success especially since we're uh trying to raise money for uh i think it's it's game to grow there's no s yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh it's just uh when turner suggested that we try and or he put on the table should we do a charity i was like yep game to grow let's do them yeah. i really yeah. love uh that idea any kind of uh ttrpg for therapy i think is yeah. amazing kind of letting you get outside of yourself and be somebody else giving get that power like that I have autonomy. I can do things like it's, it's, I think it's empowering to do. Um, and so I think it could be really good if used for therapy and things like that. So, yeah, yeah, I definitely think, I mean, um, you know, and even just that therapeutic aspect of it in, in games that you're doing at home, um, you know, that kind of brings me to like, has there been stuff when it comes to Baba that you felt like you've, uh, either like, dealt with through the character or that you've put in because um you know something that was like close to you or anything like that um no nothing i i really i definitely want to and i and i hope i can do this through the arc um because his arc is after moyles okay um spoilers sorry Mm -hmm. (laughs) we have a month so hopefully and I, I'm really hoping to like build the character a little more through that. Cause yeah. like I said, I, I, to some degree, I wasn't ready to right. really just kind of have this 
personality for podcasts, right? And so yeah. I I kind of want to have um, him have kind of like his sense of family and uh, his tribe and kind of all the things that he's going to have to deal with and um, really just kind of having a um, pulling some emotion there, like being a little bit more serious than yeah. some of the the other content. I think that's where Turner kind of appreciates me going is kind of like that more grounded uh, character. And so I'm, I'm hoping to, you know, maybe pull on some heartstrings. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I think there's, you know, so much stuff that, um, you know, that you're able to explore in games and I'm sure it's happened more probably in, in your home games. It sounds like and stuff like that, but uh, you know, what's cool about, when we publish the stuff that we would do as creators in this space is that, you know, we do get to kind of affect people and it, I, there's absolutely nothing wrong with only, you know, with just creating a positive space where people are having fun too. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, by, by all means, that's such a great thing as well. Um, but I think it is cool to, to, to be able to kind of explore a bunch of different sides and, and look at a lot of that stuff and, um, you know, especially in, in something like this where, you know, now it's something like that you guys have committed to, you know what I mean? You're mm -hmm. it's going on months now where, you know, at least what every week now you guys are doing a session or whatever. So. Yeah. Yeah. We're doing something every week, something sure. every week at least. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a lot to commit to. It's a, you know, uh, time-wise of course, and, and emotionally, cause you're, you're still very much, living that character's experiences as you play so um, yeah, yeah but yeah i think it's cool i'm i'm definitely interested in in learning a lot of the things and you know i don't want to spoil anything for uh the listeners anymore than we probably already have but um <laughs> but yeah i mean i really hope that uh people hear this and, and want to go check out your show um, if they haven't already from from jazz's episode you know i think you guys are, are doing a really great thing and um and the show is a ton of fun so I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you listening. Like I appreciate everyone who listens. Cause like I said, it, it was, it's unexpected that it's been this far and Turner's enthusiasm and what he puts into this is amazing. And I just, I, I have to at least give some of what he's given, putting it yeah. in, <laughs> put that same type of effort in. So yeah, I, I, I appreciate everybody. Like there's no way a year ago when we started this, you'd be like, yeah, I think you, I think I'll be getting interviewed about this at some point. No, never. <laughs> that never would have happened. This is, it's been an amazing experience. And to see how much, um, uh, how, how much uh, diversity there is in TTRPG space. Like, I didn't know. Because, like, yeah. my, my community was just my community. I didn't, right, really, yeah. I didn't really go to the internet to, um, <laughs> to find kind of, yeah, to kind of explore the space and so going out and seeing it uh is is really amazing and i i'm i hope it grows over and over yeah definitely i think it uh seems to be on its way and so you know we'll just keep on doing whatever we can to to help push it but um yeah, yeah definitely i think well that's a, a good note to end the recording on and uh you know thank you so much for coming on and this is it's been a blast man yeah i appreciate you and yeah. uh, keep doing what you're doing man this is this is important work thank you yeah i appreciate it thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed the show if you would like to reach out to us check out the many options on the anchor app or anchor.fm on your browser 
You can also reach us at secretnerdpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to the show. And if you'd like, leave a review to help us grow this thing. 